For whom the bell tolls, I don't think so. It's another episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times, one socket call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of The Independent. And the bell means that it is a big football for high school football. Last Friday night, high school football, Will. That's true, yeah. We're all, all into next week will be Saturday, Sunday, Super Bowls. And then Thanksgiving. And then and Thanksgiving, yeah. So this is it. This and, is the last uh, uh, Friday Night Lights. And some really good games on Tap Friday. Also have the state championship on Saturday. So lots to break down here. And let's, uh, let's get to it. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe the, base, the best game, maybe the whole playoffs, is LaSalle at North Kingstown tonight. And uh, we're recording this on Friday morning. And, uh, you know, this is uh, the classic at North Kingstown if they want to I guess demonstrate that they are the quote unquote number two in the state. Yep. They're going to get the school that uh, kind of thinks itself as the number two school, but after Bishop Hendrickson. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is the kind of shot that that NK wanted to get. Uh, obviously, they their number one would be to have beaten Hendrickson uh, and to be in the state championship game. But short of that, I think they kind of relished the fact that LaSalle is not in the state championship game and that LaSalle is in their bracket. Uh, and, and like you said, I think this will be potentially the game in the playoffs. Um, it, it's, uh, as we said last week, it's unfortunate that this is not all part of one big playoff and we don't have all these great games leading to one thing. But such as it is, the Division One playoffs actually are pretty pretty terrific and this is a pretty great matchup. And uh, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I think this is a great quarterback matchup. Uh, you know, one kid who has already won a uh, Division One Super Bowl and another kid who... It's kind of like, you know, really engineered, once again, a great season for the Skippers. Yeah, you know, James Osmanski has been tremendous for NK. Um, he's, he, you know, he, he did it a lot with his legs last year, especially in the playoffs. He's been throwing the ball really, really well this year. Um, and, you know, he's he, he can do so many different things. He can hurt you so many ways. They haven't run him as much lately. He had been a little banged up. Um, but, you know, I think they... That that'll be back in play potentially this week, uh, but they don't even you know. And K Coach Jogo Martin said the other day we don't even even feel like we have to run. They have they have weapons at wide receiver. They got a great quarterback uh, who's especially accurate on, on these short passes. He says you know an uh, an eight yard curl route is like a is like a handoff. Uh, so N K is playing really well. They've got it rolling. You know Lasalle after the loss to Cranston West, credit them for for coming back. You know their their top goal vanished in that in that loss and they came back uh and blew out a Cumberland team that was playing pretty well in the first round of the playoffs so you got two teams that uh are clearly two of the best in the state and it should be a really fun matchup Friday night and on the other side of the division one bracket you have Central going to Cranston Stadium to take on a Cranston West team who you know to a degree well I wonder if they think that they should be in the conversation for the state championship because they're the ones who beat LaSalle. Yep. <laughs> yet they're the ones not going because they lost the tiebreaker to Portsmouth. Yeah, it's just, you know, funny how these things work out. It all ends up coming down to one game, and it's not even necessarily the game you pencil in is the one that's going to matter the most. Uh, so, yeah, I think Cranston West certainly feels like they could be there as well, along with NK, along with LaSalle. Um, and it's Portsmouth who gets that chance. But, yeah, Cranston West, uh, you know, they'll be looking for for another chance at a D1 title. They were the runner-up last year against NK. Really good senior class on that team with, with Cam Alves, the quarterback. Um, you know, they're really, they're really solid. And that would be quite a run for them to make another uh, championship game regardless of, 
a bracket and all that. And that championship game, if they do make it, would be at Cranston Stadium, their home field, which uh, they will love, and and the and Rhode Islanders Scholastic League will also love that. Absolutely, it's called a quote unquote payday. <laughs> but just a, a word on Central. You know, last week they went over to Max Free Field. They shut out. You know, maybe arguably one of the top players in the state, and Jalen Smith and Shade nineteen nothing. So. Their defense, uh, I'm sure they, Cranston West saw plenty of that on film this week, and uh, we'll see how, uh, like you mentioned, quarterback Alves does against uh, the Knights' unit. Yeah, that was another bounce back. Central had lost uh, to South SK, and it's in their last regular season game, came back uh, really strong. and No easy task to stop Jalen Smith. I think a lot of people thought Shea would be in the semis, but uh, it is Central. We'll go over to the Division Two semis. Both of those games are taking place on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Mount Pleasant at Burwell in noontime, Winsocket at East Greenwich at 1. We'll start with the Kilties going up to uh, Bronco Land. And, you know, I'm sure uh, head coach General Ferraro of Burwell uh, saw plenty of Frederick Malloy on um, film this sure. week. And, you know, I was there last week, well, to see Frederick, yes, you know, gash Lincoln for 427 rushing yards on 12 carries and five touchdowns. It really was as spectacular as the final numbers indicate. How, how many times did you double check those stats? <laughs> I, I, a lot. And, uh, you know, people were asking me at halftime what it was. And yeah. Then, you know, basically the whole goal in the second half was just to keep track of what he was doing, right. meeting Malloy. And, you know, it was pretty easy. Every time he touched the ball, he found the end zone. And, yeah. you know, people were asking me on Twitter afterwards, is this legit? I said, absolutely. But yep. the ball don't lie, as Rasheed Wallace once said. Right, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes coaches, when they've got their, uh, you know, their JV backup running back, keeping stats on the sideline, hey, you don't trust those so much. Mr. McGuire's been doing this for a long time. 427 yards, that is that is legit. And just an incredible performance. I mean, I've never heard of that. Never. I'm, I think I've seen th- over 300 um, but never over 400. No, in a playoff game. In a less. playoff game, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, terrific performance by Mount Pleasant. They really seem to be rolling. You know, they beat Middletown big in the last week of the regular season, and then they go out and blow out Lincoln. I think they scored 60 points two, two straight weeks or they two had, out of the last three. Yeah, they just scored um, 60 points against Lincoln, and uh, yeah. they're rolling it. And the, th- the funny thing is that they don't really pass the ball. Yeah. They are a <laughs> one-dominated team. So. Yeah. If you, but I don't even know if it matters if you stack the box against them because Frederick Malloy is just so effective, uh, bouncing outside the tackles and getting running, finding daylight. So we'll see what Burwell does against them, but uh, it's their home field advantage. And uh, you know, you saw them earlier this year against uh, South Kingstown. Mm-hmm. You know, all the pieces that they lost a year ago to be in the same spot hosting a Division Two semifinal game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. It's a credit to what General Ferraro and the staff have done this year. Yeah, yeah, super impressive. I, I remember going into that season opening game thinking, oh, this Burble team, you know, they can't be as good as they were last year, but, you know, here they are. Uh, so that's going to be a great matchup. And then on the other side, uh, we got a, little, a nice little rematch. We do have a rematch, uh, a Super Bowl rematch. Mm-hmm. And just to uh, break it down to the 2019, when Socket has won five games in a row since losing to East Greenwich on October 4th, 41-19. Yeah. So... They've really done a complete, complete 180, 360, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. uh, they've won five in a row. They went down to Western last week. They were trailing going to the fourth quarter, but just blew out the Bulldogs. And, you know, Winsocket is a team that, as the season is going on, they've kind of improved. And that's what you like to see from yeah. a football team, how much they evolve, how much they handle adversity. There was plenty of struggles earlier this year for uh, Winsocket when they got off to an 0-4 start, 0-3 in league play. But... Uh, yeah, they are. They get East Greenwich, and uh, 
that'll be an interesting game to say the very least. Yeah, East Greenwich has been kind of labeled the favorite since the beginning. They've been really impressive, uh, and, and they were very impressive against Winsocket, but like you said, Winsocket has kind of turned things around. They've been playing really well. They've been improving, and I, I think you see that with you know, Mount Pleasant, too. Both of those teams seem to be peaking at the right time. They're, they're putting their athletes to good use, uh, and it's a, it's a similar matchup with, with against you know, Mount Pleasant and Burville. When Socket East Greenwich is, is kind of you know, the really, really talented teams, and uh, you know, I think both would be Super Bowl contenders, certainly, so I think that'll be a great matchup. One note about the Avengers. They actually kind of struggled a little bit against uh, Middletown yeah. last week. You know, they've been blowing teams out, haven't really had not a major issue at all this year. All their games you look at, 34-14, to 38-6, but yeah. last week it was, uh, you know, Middletown almost got them. Uh, Avengers held on 34-26, and you wonder, finally, if you're the East Branch coaching staff, you finally have a chance to like tell your group, okay, it's not going to be a cakewalk like yeah. it has been the whole year. And maybe a game like that was kind of good for East Branch heading into a Super Bowl rematch with Woonsocket. Yeah, you could see that going either way. It's uh, is it is it uh, yeah, you know, here here we need to we need to renew our, our work ethic, or is it a little bit of a chink in the armor? So we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's another Saturday game in in the D two semis. As uh, we have Molly weighing in on this, <laughs> we we would ask her for our picks, yes. but. Uh, We'll get that to it very shortly. <laughs> so let's go to the D3 semis. And uh, you got Narragansett at Pilgrim, Charo at Tolman, both those games tonight. And, uh, you know, if uh, you're Narragansett and Pilgrim, they just faced each other a couple weeks ago, Will, and uh, it's kind of been uh, a, a downturn here for the Mariners. Yeah, they've, they that that first matchup with Pilgrim really started just a, a pretty significant slide for them. They were undefeated, uh, hadn't had a whole lot of close games in a while, and they lose to Pilgrim. Uh, and then the big one was that they did not bounce back from that, and they lost to Cherahoe, which drops them to the four seed, uh, and that means a, a matchup with Pilgrim. You know, they were hoping for a rematch with Pilgrim in the Super Bowl. Yes, <laughs> um, not this weekend. Not, not this weekend. So they get them in the semis. Uh, you know, it's, this one will be on Pilgrim, Pilgrim's home field. I think Narragansett can certainly play better um, you know, than they did the first time and, and can give Pilgrim more of a game. But at the same time, they've got to figure out a way to stop the run, and they've got to figure out... They've got to uh, tackle better. They've got to tackle better, yeah. That was absolutely. probably one of the issues when they was faced a, them earlier this month. And, and Pilgrim uh, certainly is just, just rolling at this point, and the clear favorite in D3, but uh, you know, they'll, they'll be ready to go um, tonight. So I will be at Charo at Tolman. That's a, uh, a rematch from a regular season game from October 4th when Tolman went down to Charo and won 26 to nothing. I'm sure, you know, if you're Tolman uh, head coach Jason DeLawrence, you, you'll talk about that game, but you'll say also, that was a long time ago, October 4th is like an eternity in high school football, and they yep. know that uh, Charo is going to give it their best effort with uh, a Division three Super Bowl appearance on the line. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about is teams that have gotten better, teams that have, have changed their seasons, and you, you could see that with Charo beating Narragansett late. They also gave Pilgrim a, a really good game late in the season, so... A big chance for them as they head up to Tolman. I'm sure Tolman would love a rematch with Pilgrim after a really good game in the regular season. Uh, and Tolman was the D3 runner-up uh, last year. No, it, they, they lost in the semis. They lost in the semis, that's yes, right. It was uh, Central yes. Falls who won the uh, D3 right. Super Bowl Falls over a year Pilgrim. ago. Right. Yes. So I'm sure uh, the, the Patriots and the Tigers are, would like to take it one step further. The Patriots obviously looking to 
win the D3 title, Tolman looking to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. So let's go to the D4 semifinals. Both those matchups are tonight. Tollgate at Tiverton, Ponegansett at uh, North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles Co-op. And basically, if the Northmen slash Mounties don't win the D4 Super Bowl, something isn't terribly wrong. <laughs> right. They have, they have just dominated that bracket. They, they've beaten all these teams that are that are in the, uh, in the playoffs with them pretty handily. Uh, they've been really impressive. Uh, we'll see. I mean, last year, you know, Tiverton made that kind of surprise run. They've still got the same quarterback in, in Gasiich. Um, but, yeah, certainly this seems to be the, uh, the co-op's title to lose at this point. Uh, and, of course, we got the, uh, the state championship to talk about as well. Um, Hendricken against Portsmouth. That is Saturday at noon at Cranston Stadium. Hendricken looking for their second title in a row. Of course, LaSalle beat them two years ago, and then the Hawks came out on top last year. Uh, you know, obviously, you expected Hendricken LaSalle all year, and then Portsmouth uh, crashed the party. So big opportunity for them for a program with a pretty rich tradition to get back to the championship game. Um, sort of regardless of what happens, it's a good opportunity for them, but I think the Hawks... Uh, Look like the favorite at this point. Absolutely, they do. And you wonder if uh, Patriots' health is an issue. Yes. Uh, they were kind of banged up and after their regular season finale against uh, Moses Brown. And uh, we'll see if uh, you know, the line, the quarterback, how that situation shakes out. And if everybody's healthy, you know, let's see if they can give the Hawks a, a decent game at least. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Hendrickson, you know, for all the you know, advantages that people like to point to, and, and you can grouse about it all you want, you got to give them credit for the way they play in championship games. Uh, out, yeah, outside of that game against LaSalle uh, two years ago, they they bring it and they execute uh, in, in title games. You know, they won. They've won a few of those championships when they really shouldn't have. Yes, they have. <laughs> over there were some the times LaSalle was a better yep. team. Um, but they they always find a way to play their best uh, on that championship day. Um, so they'll be looking uh, for another one. Absolutely. So now let's uh, transition to a little college basketball talk. And uh, we're, as we said, we were recording this on Friday morning. And, Will, you'll be at the Ryan Center tonight for a uh, SEC team coming into the Ryan Center. Something you don't see every, see every day. Yeah, first, uh, first SEC team to make a trip to the Ryan Center um, since it opened. And first Power 5 team in a few years. Um, I think since so, Nebraska. I think that's right. I think since Nebraska was a top 25 team when they came in. Um, so Alabama, not not top twenty five level. They uh, they actually lost their opener to Penn, uh, but they've got some talent. They've got uh, power. You know, they've got length. Um, they've got they've got skill, and they have a new coach in Nate Oates, who uh, URI fans might be a little familiar with, the high school coach of EC Matthews, and uh, also was an assistant at Buffalo under Bobby Hurley, and then took over the Buffalo job. Had had some great success, and that's how he ended up down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I think this uh, deal with. Uh with URI. I don't know if they go down there or next year or whatever. But, this uh, is this is actually the return game from two years ago. Okay. Yep. So, so, so the, this, was, went down there. this deal was struck when Avery Johnson was still a coach That's of correct. Uh, Alabama. <laughs> yes. so. But yeah. you know what's good to see, Well, and you remember this from last year, or maybe even this year, Nevada was supposed to make a return yeah. game to uh, the Ryan right. Center, and they kind of bought out the last part of that deal. So, you know, you give the Crimson Tide credit for uh, coming up here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's... I think games like these are are just really good for college basketball. You know, it's nice to see Power Five teams coming to an A ten team. Um, I think that's you know, it, it's something Power Five teams try to avoid. I think in the past because it's yeah, it's a decent chance you might lose that game. Um, you but it's it's good for them. It's 
uh, it's a chance for a big quality road win for them, and, and obviously for a team like URI, a chance for a big signature win early in the season. You know, you were at uh, practice on Thursday, and uh, I'm sure that they were kind of chomping at the bit. They had played the previous Saturday against Maryland. Gave a good effort, I thought, for the most part. Kind of faltered late, but uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to the next big test. Uh, it's not every day that you say that URI plays back-to-back uh, schools from a Power 5 yeah, conference. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, they... Uh, yeah, they felt like they played a good first half against Maryland. They were up by as many as 12 early in that game, uh, and then just kind of faded, didn't shoot the ball well in the second half. Maryland played some zone defense, which uh, URI should be expecting at this point, given their, their shooting struggles. Um, so I, I think Alabama, you might see them do some of the same stuff. Um, but yeah, big, you know, big opportunity for URI. This, the schedule, they made it so that they would have these opportunities, and, and this is another one here. Um, and on their own court, too, they've got to relish the, the chance to have, have a big team coming in. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll talk about the Providence Friars. And uh, they hit a significant speed bump on a Wednesday night out in uh, Chicago against the Northwestern team that was coming off a home loss to Merrimack. Yes, Division One newcomer Merrimack. Yeah. When you shoot 28% in the first half and 30% for the game, you're not going to win too many contests. Eight for 35 from three. It was disheartening all the way around for PC, especially considering they had opened up the season with two, you know, lopsided losses at the dunk to go on the road for your first road test, and really, kind of just it was a no-show effort. It that's not a good sign, and uh, I'm sure Ed Cooley definitely has their attention going into Saturday's game against yeah. St. Peter's. Yeah, I mean that was a shocker. Uh, you know, Northwestern, you lose to Merrimack. <laughs> that's just bad indi- on your home court. Like that's. I don't know. That's that's a team that's really struggled. Credit to them for bouncing back and playing a good game. But yeah, PC just uh, you know, they seem to have left some of their offensive struggles in the past in those first two games. That's the way it looked. They were running and gunning. They were making shots. Uh, but it goes to show that offense, even for a good offensive team, can come and go. And you you really have to have to do all the other things too. You have to play defense. You have to deliver a really strong effort every time out. I mean, to credit the PC, they fell behind 20 with about 12 minutes to go and they got it within three, but, you know, just couldn't slice into that lead anymore. And, you know, the other big takeaway was Alpha Diallo, Malik White, and uh, Juan Pipkins combined five for 26 from three. Yeah, that's, that's not going to get the job done. Yeah, that's uh, at some point you got to stop shooting those ones, I think, and just go to the basket. And uh, that, that's, that's tough. So uh, PC has a game Saturday afternoon against St. Peter's, who is coming in after their own loss to Bryant on their home floor on Wednesday. And uh, we'll talk about the Bryant Bulldogs for a quick minute. And, uh, you know, one thing that's kind of stood out in the early going is that they've gotten contribution from their freshmen, Michael Green, Charles Pride, Benson Lynn. They've all taken turns and kind of shouldering the scoring load. Michael Green, he scored at double figures in three out of the first four games for the Bulldogs. Charles Pride scored 22 points at a loss at Rutgers, and Benson Lynn last uh, Sunday against Cornell scored 16 first-half points. So it's good to see freshmen contributing. Uh, I, you know, you don't expect it on a consistent basis because, like we said, this is their first-year players, and you know, they go up and down, kind of like the weather around here a little yeah. bit. But uh, it's good to see that they are comfortable enough in their own skin right now to know that, yes, they're being counted on and they're seizing the opportunity. And it's a sign that they're the right players for the system. You know, this is his first, Jared Grasso's first real recruiting class. He brought in the guys that fit what he wants to do, and they're, uh, they're doing well with it so far. Brian in action uh, tonight at the Chase Athletic Center against uh, 
Linden State. So uh, good chance for the Bulldogs to stretch their uh, winning streak to three, something we haven't really said in recent years. But uh, you string some wins together, the confidence follows and uh, as uh, the, the non-conference schedule continues next week. Yeah, so that's it for the, uh, for the college hoop scene. Uh, hopefully get out and watch some football tonight. Before we finish up, some uh, shout-outs. Soccer champs um, were crowned, six of them, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Shout-out for me to the South Kingstown girls team. First championship since 1999, which was uh, pretty hard to believe for a, a team that had been to the finals a bunch, a team that just consistently really good, uh, but they broke through this year, uh, did a really nice job, beat LaSalle in the semis and beat Cumberland in the finals. Yep, and uh, I'll give a shout-out to uh, the Lincoln Boys Soccer Team and St. Ray's Boys Soccer Team winning the D2 and D3 titles, respectively. Both, uh, I believe, one nothing games, goalies standing on their heads, goals that uh, you know were able to stand up and able to bring championships both to those schools. And one more shout-out to uh, Kyle Boyson, the uh, All-American thrower from Lincoln High, made his college decision official on Wednesday, the first day of signing day. He is going to take his throwing talents to Auburn. Speaking of SEC, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, get out, watch some good games, uh, college basketball and uh, high school football, and we'll be back with a fresh episode next week. Thanks for listening.